get ready to race. Run. Run. Oh, I already forgot the name of the movie. That's right, folks. Welcome back to a whole new pod. I'm your host, Lucas Melby. I'm your other host, Jacob Telegen. I don't know what we're doing. I'm ready to run away from this podcast. I, I, I was literally thinking that when I was urinating downstairs, I was, I was, you know, how can we get this started? And I'm like, yeah, ready to run. The name of the movie. I want to get ready to run away from this. And glad we're on the same page. Yeah. And I'm so wanting to be done with this decon that I'm not even going to try to redo this intro because Jacob was just talking about taking a piss. So we're <laughs> that's staying in. That's how we roll that's here. Fine. Uh, silver lining, I guess, <laughs> that uh, we've been on track. This is, I think, our third episode in a row where we've stuck to our, Every two our weeks. upload schedule. We so that's rolling. that's cool. But what's not cool is the decon we this watched today. Episode. Which I, I guess before we get into it, if this was your rare first episode, this is a podcast where you watch Disney Channel original movies. We're Welcome. watching all of them from Under Wraps being the first to yeah. whatever the they live action Kim Possible. I don't know. Or The Descendants oh, 3. God. I think that was the most recent one. Don't be looking forward to Descendants 3 in this decade. Yeah. I don't think we'll get to it by the <laughs> end of 2020. So, Or maybe even 2023. 20. 2030 <laughs> if we get too many ready to runs you know maybe we just going on a, a sabbatical for a bit for the podcast but this is an interesting movie it's not quite it's a mess but it's not even like a hot mess like stepsister from planet weird it's just not fun really it's it's horse sense on steroids without the the, the fun of horse sense so or the quality or i don't know the acting we don't need a we don't need a shoot our load too early let's just get into it the opening shot sinbad might be listening we don't know yeah the sinbad the the opening credits maybe was the most excited we got (laughs) for the whole movie but opening shot probably one of the more inspired shots in the actual movie it's just a long tunnel it's kind of white there's lots of light it's misty and then we see horses lots of horses with jockeys on them trotting out and we get the title card ready to run which is possibly the most forgettable decom name that has ever been, to the point that it is hard to find anything about this movie. Also, probably because nobody cares about it. But apparently, there's a I think there's a Dixie Chick song called "Ready to Run." That's the first thing that comes up Based when you Google after it. This movie. I was scrolling down through the Google list after typing in "Ready to Run movie," and you pretty much get nothing of anybody <laughs> talking about this movie. And it was so bottom of the barrel that I scrolled to, I think, the second page. And I was already getting, watch the, get ready to run and watch the Sonic the Movie trailer. Oh, no. So, really uh, not strong SEO for Yikes. Ready to Run. And probably not strong SEO for any of the cast and crew in it. Bar possibly the one exciting person we saw, which was Sinbad. <laughs> we were pumped. Who, it was the last name to be Yes, he was listed too. as and... Sinbad. Sinbad. So how, there's special, Pumping I think, billing and royalties that come to actors. You know, instead of if you're a with somebody or an and somebody, mm-hmm. you get a different pay scale, I think. Really? Uh, but Sinbad does not feature prominently in this movie. And the only other good part about, not the entire movie, but the opening credits is if you're going to have a movie about horses, you want a director who sounds like he directs movies about horses. And this movie yes. was directed by Dwayne Dunham. Dwayne Dunham. That should have just been a name of the ho- one of the horses in the movie because there was some Dwayne. ridiculous names. Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Dwayne! Dwayne. D-Wayne. Then we're just into the action where we're getting a lot of like cuts around a racetrack. We're seeing an announcer rattling off. We're seeing the racers at the gate. We're seeing... Just cuts to people talking. And it's a very weird intro because we're being shown these characters with no context. And it's like, we don't know what's going on. We don't know who to care about. And there was a point where I, you know, doing research about this movie, I knew that it's about a girl who wants to be a jockey. And there's a girl talking. But I'm like, that must not be our main character because it seems so inconsequential or unimpactful when she's being shown maybe because we've been trained recently that our main characters have to have narration going over what they're doing at first but it's like nope that will be our character our main character's name is Corey, and she she's already at least at least to me she was already unlikable her voice was really annoying and 
And without sounding sexist, her voice was annoying in the sense that she is not a good actor. That, yeah. That and in well. a way, when somebody's not a good actor and they're a kid, they just innately sound annoying and kind of whiny with how they talk. And that's a lot of her line that's, delivery. That's wrong in this. That. Yeah. And I'll just get out uh, ahead of the, the curve here to say I might call her Connie at one point <laughs> because Corey is such a weird name and... If I screw up, Jacob can call me out if he catches it. But if, you know, he doesn't, uh, write in with the tally sheet how many times Lucas says Connie in the Ready to Run so, episode. Yeah. But amongst other people were introduced. I shouldn't say people were introduced to a horse. Yes. Thunder Jam. Thunder Jam, not Thunderbolt. Good, good Thunder horse Jam. name. Uh, and he's at the starting line in the gates with a bunch of other horses. They all spring out, but wouldn't you know it, old Thunder Jam is left behind. He's just not moving at all. The, the owners of the horse, they all got their binoculars out. I'm like, where is he? He must be in the, the middle of the pack. And then I think the announcer is the one that's like, and Thunder Jam still in the gates. And then they'd go, ah, drat. And they'd... We're seeing that this horse is not very disciplined. He's kind of scared. Eventually yeah. he starts running, but it's... Not he does he gets I think he gets last or second to last because there's a weird part where uh, a jockey gets bucked off of a horse and it cuts to real life footage of a guy and a horse like crash. Yeah, what we're assuming is they didn't want to create an actual horse crash because that's dangerous for animals. So they took actual footage of a horse race where some jockey got bucked off of the horse and then. Put that into the movie and try to match up horse colors yeah, and costumes it, yeah, to the and, footage. And, I mean, it looked pretty... It was a pretty good matchup, I thought. Yeah, but as far as the cut between that footage it, it and It was like this, just grainy old It's not like they were watching it on a TV screen. It's just, it was just, we're just going to cut to this and act like you don't notice. And maybe back on uh, old tube TVs, 4x3 standard definition, it was less noticeable. But for us on a flat screen with HD... Yeah. Nice try. You didn't get us... I just about called it horse sets. You didn't get us ready to run. I gotta write the title down. One other horse that we only get mentioned a couple of times is a Wookiee Cookie. Wookiee Cookie. Which is... Uh, this movie's moment. kind of uh, front-loaded with stuff that I liked and then it kind of runs out because well, Wookiee Cookie. Why wasn't Wookiee Cookie the main <laughs> horse? Why did it have to be Thunder Jam? They, yeah, they, they brought up a number of different horses' names and really the only one, and I don't think it was in this race, or maybe it was, Cyclone. Yeah, Cyclone is the, the evil <laughs> horse. <laughs> Who talks even. You're going to go unknown. There's under... Yeah, he just had like a really demonic yes. kind of voice. And you and... might think that us saying there's an evil horse who talks like a demon. Hey, this movie sounds <laughs> like it's kind of good. It's not. I I was worried about this movie and then I read the plot synopsis and I'm like, okay, there's some stuff that also... is workable. But one of the first scenes we get with Corey actually talking, she's talking to who will eventually learn is Mr. Machado, Hector yeah. Machado, a stable yeah. owner. And she's like, why can't I jockey? I just, why can't I jockey, Wookie Cookie? <laughs> and she's just whiny. And then we see Thunder Jam's jockey, because this whole scene is taking place in the stables after the race. Yeah. And I don't know, I don't even know who Wookie Cookie's horse is and why Corey no. would why be able to was, jockey it. Yeah, why that I think we will be introduced to the evil owner of horses mr garris and maybe wookie cookie because wookie cookie i think was the one that bucked the rider and then got injured so then we get to see the dark side of horse racing where mr garris is like i want they say to destroy the horse which i don't know send it to the glue factory or whatever that's the the fate of wookie cookie yeah but the fate of thunder jam is to be berated by his jockey who says thunder jam you're pathetic and thunder jam at this point is owned by mr garrison it's his horse you know it's not main horse i guess he does have yeah mr garris is he's he's some rich snooty white guy with maybe a a british or irish accent who must own a bunch of different horses one of them being thunder jam and he's not very satisfied with him because he is kind of a a scaredy cat that we'll learn as the movie goes along yeah and seeing uh, Corey, I almost said Connie, Corey sees the, the jockey berating Thunder Jam and is like, see, I could be a jockey. I'm way better than that guy because I don't yell at my horse. Because that's, that's the bar that needs to be... Uh, Do not yell be, at horses. ...need to be cleared. So we kind of just leave Alf at the stable that nobody wants to be the jockey for Thunder Jam and that 
Wookie Cookie or another horse is maybe going to be destroyed. <laughs> but we get uh, to another scene of destruction when Corey goes home. And probably in any decom, this is the weirdest and most out there introduction to a family. Because we've had yeah, that in a lot of different movies. Yeah. Where, My family's so weird, but and this then, one they, is. They introduce them one by one. And it's it's literally, it's grandma and it's mom. Abuelita? And it's brother, brother, brother bear. Yeah. Um, Gabby, brother the brother, Gabby. who we see. Everybody loves horses, so he's pretending to ride a horse. And then Corey says... Did you got my underwear on your head? Yeah. And he's like, I needed a helmet. So he we're, took we're, his... We're sis- later told that it's it's satin underwear because he does not like the cotton feel and it gets stuck on his head. Yep. And it's not really funny. It's just weird and kind of creepy. Uh, and she takes off her underwear. <laughs> we see Abuelita because He takes off her underwear. Or the underwear no, I think on she, her head. Yeah, I think she but just she rips it that? off. Yeah. Okay. And then we see Abuelita because Corey and Hector Machado, it's all kind of, yeah. I believe this is somewhere in California, so there's lots of people of Spanish ancestry. And the actress who plays the grandma is known. She's kind of a, I don't know her name, but she's kind of a, a character actress that plays yeah. Similar roles as uh, elderly Mexican woman in movies. <laughs> and her thing is she likes to fake bet on horse races. With toothpicks. Because not only is the kid pretending to be a jockey, he's also watching horse races. Because in this land, horse racing is just shown on television all of the time. And Apparently. not just during the Triple Crown yeah, races. Big races, yeah. And then we meet Mom, who is the least interesting, where she's a, a diner waitress. Yeah. And she doesn't have any weird tick. She doesn't, you know, she's not wearing a like a, a jock strap around her eyes, <laughs> walking around blind or anything. See, which is what's nice about this one. The family doesn't really get too involved in the movie as, you know, where others, you know, where we end up ending with have like 20 characters. We need to follow along and know every little bit of detail. It really just comes down to like five. Yeah, but I mean, they get involved and it's involved in the most predictable way yeah. where... I was talking to Jacob even before we watched this movie. It's reading the plot synopsis. Yeah. I said, "This seems like something where you see those Twitter posts of somebody saying, I made a bot watch a, a thousand comedy specials or a thousand James Bond movies or whatever.' Yeah. And this is the script he came up with. This is like a machine created algorithm for a decom. Yeah. And as we go along, that'll be even more clear. And one of the first things we get right away is it's a mom." But it's a single mom. What happened to the dad? Uh, yep. The dad is dead. It's not like stepsister from Planet Weird where it's just a divorce. No, the dad is dead. He was a jockey like our main character wants to be. And yep. he seemingly died in a jockey accident. Yes. And, and this is the same year that Rip Girls came out. A movie oh, about a girl who wants to be a surfer mother. whose mom died in a surfing accident. Yep. It's like, oh yep. my gosh. Re- if you're going to have these movies be about, like, very specific Separated sports... Separated by five years. Don't have them be so similar. No. So, yes, we learned this about her dad because Corey takes her underwear off of her brother's head, goes to her room, and she takes out a picture of her dad and... Was he dressed up as a jockey in the picture? Yeah, she's digging through, like, a... Isn't she digging through that little box? Or you she know, has she has, like, a little knick-knack or jewelry box. Yeah. She's got some dollars Dollar in there. Dollar bills in there and stuff. And, yeah, a picture of her dad who has the, who has the outfit, whatever, the j- jockey outfit or whatever, you know. I, I don't know the technical It's, term. like, maroon and gold. Yeah, and she looks at it like uh, those those meme pictures of Wolverine looking at the picture. Whoa. Uh, Jacob's not familiar, but somebody out there chuckled. And then it's dinner time, and Corey's got to go in with mom. Mom, I want to be a jockey. No, you'll die. That's more or less what she said. I don't know about the exact Then Corey runs off being mad, because that's what you do in DCOMs. And then when she's gone, the grandma says, but maybe she should become a jockey. Maybe she'll be like her father. I I don't know why I'm talking like this, but maybe she has the gift. The gift. Yeah, that's that's what she goes on. She talks about being a gift. And this is where our horse sense was tickling. Ding, ding, ding. By God, I think she got the horse sense. (laughs) But at this point... Because we'll see that, in a way, what we kind of implied... That, yes, it's it's genetically passed down. But the way we looked at at horse sense, we thought the younger Lawrence brother, it was implied he had some kind of connection to the horse, but it was never a plot point. 
Where this is like, no, there is a supernatural ability she yes. has. We don't call it the horse sense because that'd be a much better name for this movie yeah. than Ready to Run. What they do call it, we'll eventually learn it is maybe a weird, awkward translation from Spanish because I sometimes refer to it in Spanish, but they call no. it the confidence of horses. That's right. Uh, which would still be a better name than Ready to Run, even though it would be a terrible name for this movie. <laughs> and we see it in action soon. Yep, because Corey that night, after she stormed off from supper, she sneaks out to the stable, which they live very close to, the one run by. Like right across, like their house is there. It's not even like across the street, it's just it's kind of like there. on the property. Walk out the door and it's there. So the one run by Mr. Machado, and she goes into the stable and finds the horse that I think is Wookiee Cookie, or the one that was going to be destroyed no, no. by... Yeah. On Mr. Garrus's command. And she's in her, her night wear, her gown and whatever. I don't know. Night gown. This <laughs> just, just uh, painting a picture here. So she leads the horse out of the stable and just says, go, run free. Which the stable just opens up to the wild it's not even like okay. an enclosed yeah. pasture it's just go run free and the horse runs up there and, and it, it started to do like a weird sidestep and i thought it was like because i mean we're, we're told you know it's ankle or whatever its leg is messed up and broken so i thought it was like it'll just like fall and just die dead there but it, it starts yeah it's, it's completely it starts... fine to walk off so uh and then it runs away so what was the issue that it needed to be killed and it started to do like some bucking, you know, or whatever. No, yeah, it did the dramatic rearing back on its back and, and legs. It, it did like some slow motion too, and we just see it over and over, like going up. And so, yeah, it's, and, se it's seemingly thanking Corey for saving her. Yes. And then immediately when she returns to the stable, she hears whispers. Yes, she hears voices. And, Is anybody there? Yeah. I don't even know if she says that. She seems very, like, nonchalant about all of this that happens. We learn that it is the horses talking because yes. we hear Thunder Jam say, Hey, it's me, TJ. I'm talking to you. <laughs> is anybody there? Well, no, no, no. Because then she says, Oh, I must be going crazy. It's all the fumes. Yeah, she was first like, Oh, wow, I'm really tired. One of those things where wipe the, the sand from my eyes. What is happening? <laughs> but then she says something about the fumes. And we said... <laughs> and the horse says something, too. What does she mean, fumes? Yeah, it doesn't make sense where... fumes? Yeah, that's the only thing. It's, is it saying that Stinky? the horse poop? But it's like, there shouldn't be any chemicals in her house <laughs> or in the stable that is making her oh, high and... Boy you know auditory hallucinations <laughs> happening so we learned that her father had this ability to be talking to horses yeah but we, but don't, know. we don't know if like what activated it maybe that it was implied that it got activated because she saved that saved horse the horse, the horse thanked the... her and bestowed on her because <laughs> now the horse is confident in her so she has the confidence in That's, horses yeah. or the other yeah. horses are confident with her yeah it's not clear it doesn't matter Next day at the stable, the guy who is apparently there to pick up the horse to go destroy it is pissed. Yeah. He's got like a truck. He's like, I was supposed to be here this morning ready to take that horse. I drove all the way out here to kill a fucking horse. <laughs> I better I better get a horse to kill. Garrison ain't going to be too pleased about this. I got to meet my horse killing quota. And then Mr. Machado comes up and says, Corey. Do you know anything about a missing horse? And she, like, tries to, you know, say, like, but, 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 you know, She's Machado. just like, he was going to kill her. He's like, eh, I don't give a fuck. Yeah, that's literally, like, what he says. He's like, I, I knew you had nothing to do with it. It probably just went off and flew away. Uh, and then later that day, Corey is at the races. She's talking with her grandma. And who's betting with toothpicks still yeah 200 toothpicks um she must have a have a terrible gambling problem but has been able to just reduce it to tokenism where she's able to get the thrill but just not with actual money she can just use toothpicks. so what happens to the toothpicks who's she betting them with well she was betting them with the little brother at times Earlier, yes. but in this scene she's not i i think that would have been a great underlying theme gambling addiction yeah, they could have done a, a lot of different things to make this movie a bit more interesting than it actually was. But she's asking her grandma, Grandma, do you think horses can talk? And she says, Oh, see, see, horses talk. Yeah. Yeah. So can you talk to horses? No, no. But your father, he could talk to and horses. And she's like, in English? <laughs> Is that what she said? She said, in English? I, I, I think I, she maybe, says in I English. I don't know. 
So she's starting to gather that, oh, I guess some people can talk to horses. My dad could. We're learning that this could be passed down. This is where we hear the name Confidence of Horses. And it's been something that other members of Corey's family, the Ortizes, have had. But we, we don't really know if that actually means, like, physically talk, this sense that she's acquired, or, you know, just that they have a way with horses. They don't really, like, ever establish that fully, which I think would have been an interesting thing to say. Oh, yeah, Dad actually could talk to horses. And then at the starting line, there's horses lining up, and we can hear them all talking to each other. I don't even know if Corey is even realistically within earshot of them, but we're hearing all of them. We're hearing Sinbad. We're hearing Sinbad's horse is named Hollywood Shuffle. Uh, There's some other ones. There's a girl horse, but I don't remember her name. And I hate it. I hate all the horses talking (laughs) because they're all stupid sounding, annoying stuff. And it's funny. Overlaying one another. It's just a big mess. Well, there, there was multiple. also like stuff like, it was like potty humor. It's like, I gotta go. I, Thunder Jam's like, I gotta go. I gotta yeah. go. And I think there was like mild poop jokes too. Or <laughs> it's just dumb. Sinbad phoning it in. And I just don't like Sinbad in general. Jingle All the Way is uh, an all-time terrible movie. Kind oh, of like Ready to Run. But uh, <laughs> yes, so Thunder Jam, as I said, he's having confidence Bladder. And other issues. Issue, yeah. So the horse race starts again. The horses run off. Thunder Jam is behind at the yeah. starting line. And and we get a cut back to Thunder Jam in the gate still. I think the jockey says, you know, like, what's going on kind of thing. And then I think we start to hear him peeing. Mm-hmm. We hear the horse urinating. Isn't that funny? The horse Hilarious. is going to pee pee. <laughs> Tinkle time. He's doing the toilet thing. <laughs> but there, not in the potty. I hate uh, it. DCOMs have mostly kept away from this kind of lowbrow, just dumb fucking humor. Well, I'm, I'm, this could have all been added after they finished the movie. They're like, God, that was a terrible movie. We got to try to spruce it up a bit <laughs> yeah. here. While this is happening, this really goofy stuff, we do get a little bit of more of the evil Mr. Garris who comes up to Mr. Machado, who is on the sidelines watching the race, and he's just evil censure Ooh, uh, do you have a horse no it's because you're fucking terrible mr machado and then mr machado's like well your horse is taking a fucking piss and then mr garris is eh, hector <laughs> and he storms uh, off with his with his little buddy he always has like a little lackey with yeah. him that never like i thought maybe the little lackey would do something evil, evil on his behalf and yeah. doesn't happen. There was a perfect opportunity for it, too. Yeah, I kind of thought that's what would happen as well. Yeah, but so, Mr. Garris is pissed that TJ, or Thunder Jam, yeah. as he, his uh, parents refer to him, <laughs> uh, sucks so much and is just kind of going off with his lackey. Oh, uh, get rid of this horse. Uh, I could sell it for a bag of peanuts. And Corey hears it. I've got peanuts. And she does. Like, is that a horse racing food that people eat peanuts at the I races? I don't know. But she's, I got a bag of peanuts. I'll take the horse. And, 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 and it's so stupid. Mr. Garrison's looking at her. And Corey's talking to some guys we'd never see again in the movie ever <laughs> yeah. again. I mean, it, it could have very, it could have been like Hector and it could have been. Or like the mom, people that we like knew. She's talking to two nobodies, two Mr. rough and tough looking yeah. cowboys. Mr. Garrison looks at them. Mr. Garris, not the, he's Garris. not the South Park teacher. <laughs> Mr. Garris looks at them as like a. Do I really have to fucking give up this? Yeah, horse he's for looking peanuts? at Corey, and be like, "Bitch, please!" And then he looks over their shoulder, and the British like, "They're like, they're pissed." Yeah, they're giving him a the stink eye. I fucking knew it. Well, I yes, I guess my manly honor the code. I have to p- sell my horse for a bag of peanuts now. It is the dumbest thing. And and, and she does. He, she pushes him into his hands. He takes them and gives them to the lackey. It's a, it's a legally like, binding. You overpaid for that horse. Yeah, it's a legally binding agreement. So, Corey has Thunder Jam. But guess what? Mom's not happy about Corey having a horse. How are you going to pay for this horse? Yeah, even beyond the I don't want you to be a jockey thing, just horses are expensive. Yeah. So that's the first thing she's going for is we can't keep this horse. I can barely pay for you too- kids. True. Their house, not that nice looking. And it's... They all live in the kitchen. It's, it's, that's yeah, it. There's one <laughs> room seemingly in the house. It's run down and they live on a horse stable. Be in the stable. Mr. Machado comes up and says, oh, well, he can stay at the stable. 
And sure, I'll let him earn his place. He'll pay for his rent and feed and whatever with the races he can enter and hopefully win. So, all right, moms, like, you can keep him, whatever, but you can't ever be a jockey. You hear me? Wag my finger at you. So, the next day, Cory's back at the stable, and she finally realizes, finally, that the horses are talking, and specifically that Thunder Jam is talking to her. To her, yeah. And then she starts talking back to TJ, as he refers to himself, when Mr. Machado comes in. And it's one of those things where when one person can talk to another person in a movie, but the other person doesn't hear the telepathic link or whatever, yeah. and they start talking it's, out loud, it's and it's, it's really... Yeah, it's so funny. So it's the funny. funniest thing. And then so they pee. Good. And they pee everywhere. <laughs> Horses pee so much. <laughs> uh yeah and it's so stupid so she's talking to mr machado she turns or mr machado comes in and says who are you talking to uh tj i mean thunder jam and it's so stupid especially because later on in the movie this is the part in the movie i think we were just like we're done with this i think i maybe maybe a little as soon bit as i saw the kid with fucking underwear on his head i was <laughs> done with this uh, but yeah it was one of those things where point. later on in the movie other people call the horse tj so it's yeah. believable that she could call him TJ because All Thunder Jam is a mouthful. Yes. But then she, TJ, uh, I mean, Thunder Jam. He's like, okay, whatever. Thunder Jam says something snide. And then she says, shut up, Mr. Machado. Who? Not and, you. Well, well, at this time, too, Mr. Machado is telling her that the horse isn't actually going to race. He's yep. going to be a plug. And he was only telling her that so she wouldn't get all pissy and they could keep the horse. Yeah, we kind of get the sense that the stable's a little run down. Mr. Machado isn't getting a lot of business because he's a horse trainer. So he's not racing horses, at least at this point himself. So we're not really sure what his income is, but he's very nice to take this horse in out of the goodness of his heart. Yeah. Cover everything and he's not going to be able to get any money off. Also, the Mr. Garris... Why was, you know, they, they had such like a feud, him and, and Hector. Why was he housing Wookie Cookie in his, in his stable? That's kind of weird. I just. Yep. Who knows? Who knows? It's one of those questions. So Corey is just happy that she gets to keep the horse, even though he's not going to race. She takes TJ out to not race, but just ride around. Yeah. And TJ comes across a dog. A poodle. A, a little poodle that's growling at him and. Thunder Jam being such a scaredy cat, gets super scared, goes, oh no, it's Dogzilla, <laughs> which I'm going to say, how does this fucking horse know what Godzilla is that he's able to make a dumb joke about a dog? But when he gets so scared by Dogzilla, he runs away super fast. Super fast. And um, Hector actually starts like timing the horse because he can tell he's booking. Yeah, we also learned that uh, Thunder Jam's dad had apparently won a Kentucky, Kentucky Derby, Derby, so he has little, you know, he has good genes. There. He's just scared. So Mr. Machado is on board. He needs to retrain Thunder Jam, so he's not so scared. And they also need a jockey because Corey cannot be the jockey. Yeah. Enter in B Moody, Moody, who had actually been previously. Showing up in a scene where some guy came up to Mr. Machado's like, I got a new jacket for you. And Mr. Machado's like, no thanks. Moody's doing some weird little rope tricks and he's like kind of eyeing up Corey. He's, doing he's, some like, he's like winking and be like. Yeah, and he's he's spinning it. Yeah, and Corey's just, no. That was cringy. And it was, it was pretty funny. And B. Moody is actually played by, I think his name is Jason Doreen, who is Logan Eccles and Veronica Mars. And... Tara in the Kingdom Hearts series. Wow. But I will say this is probably the best thing I've seen him in because I don't like his work in either of those other things, really. But he his background is he is a a circus horse rider. So he shows off to Mr. Machado and Corey like some of his lot. sick skills. And, and, and I, I was actually kind of entertained. This, this might have been like the most entertaining or kind of fun part of the movie. Uh, B. Moody is the best character. <laughs> he's he's like the, the horse, you know, TJ, whatever, is running fast. And he's, he's like jumping off the horse and like running and getting back on like backwards and sideways. That was, that was cool. Yeah, I thought it was actually the actor doing it, but we did see that he had some stunt doubles, so I was a little less impressed. Was he wearing was he wearing the headset at this time? I yet? think so. So, so we see constantly yeah. B Moody or we'll just call him Moody is wearing he's got a Walkman and he's listening to music and that will definitely come into play. 
he is very much uh, to reference stepsister from Planet Weird. He is Horse Cutter. Moody is Horse Cutter. They both have very good names of Cutter and Moody. Yeah. Corey hates him because she doesn't think nobody should be riding horses except very aggressively to make them go fast, not having any fun. Yep. Goofy, goofy. Stuff. Uh, we hear Thunder Jam talking as well. He hates him. But he, he was saying he was complaining about his back or something. Probably from uh, Thunder Jam just fucking complains the whole fucking movie. He's like Larry point. David in the form of a horse. Good point. But Thunder Jam basically agrees that he'll let him ride because Mr. Machado is really in on. He thinks Moody is pretty. He's the he's the bee's knees. He's, he's the nice. the horse's cock. <laughs> wow, wow. Okay. Uh, so first things first, they have to renew. Thunder Jam's confidence, and first off, he is scared of the starting gate. He says he doesn't like the sound of metal. So they put him in the gate, they open it, he doesn't leave. They open it and close it, he doesn't do anything, he bucks Moody off, oh jeez. Like 30 feet, this dude, we don't don't see him actually do it, but Moody goes flying out of the gate, it's like 20 feet in the air. Yep, so it's kind of this, ah shucks, everybody throws down the towel, kind of breaks up for a bit. We get a nice little scene. One of there is a subplot of in this movie of Mr. Machado and Corey's mom yeah. having a bit of a, a budding romance, no. and that's really the only parts besides Moody that are fun or relatively well done. Yeah. Uh, but then it gets a little ruined because they're talking to each other, and the mom's like, "Oh, you just work too much. What if you just settle down? You know, finally started a family with somebody." And then Mr. Machado's like. Yeah, well, there was this one there's lady. There's this one lady, and then it just gets kind of weird. She's like... So she says, two uh, or four-legged. Oh, and it's like, yeah, um, I forgot that weird sex joke yeah, thing. Yeah, you want to fuck a horse? <laughs> you weird horse man? And then he just is like, oh, uh, I don't know. Uh, two? You gotta go. I gotta yeah. go to work now. And he says, I, I gotta go work on Thunder Jam. Uh, kind of happening simultaneously, Corey has been talking to Thunder Jam to convince him to not be afraid of the gate or at least leave the gate and she tells him because he says i just hang me up i'm done i just send me out to stud and to she stud. says well if you want to stud you got to win a bunch of races so Cut. that with him newly convinced that he needs to do well to be able to stud we get a sequence of thunder jam and b moody just tearing up the track there's going all over the place so he is at least being able to be controlled. Yes, because he he wants to stud. That's that's his whole. Yep. If, if it's not a, it's not humans having sex with horses. We're just talking about horses having sex with horses. <laughs> you know, they're just fucking stud. Yeah, just studying is very nonchalantly referred to in this movie because kids probably don't know. But true, you Good know, point. it's horse fucking. Yeah. Now you know. So with the renewed confidence that Thunder Jam will actually be able to race, what are we gonna have other than? ridiculous wardrobe oh, wearing no. on a uh, trying on scene of moody is wearing a bunch of different outfits to see what his jockey uniform will not, be not at a store or in the barn he's in the middle of their house you know I, I guess they do have two rooms they have the kitchen and then they have a living room and this yeah they're just in Corey's house so i don't know where he's getting all this stuff but he's got like a toreador outfit he's got a sombrero he's got a almost elvis outfit with tight white and pants they, and where they, they zoom, zoom in, in on, on his, his crotch, crotch very quickly. Area. It was weird. And it's just, jockeys all have to wear similar stuff. I'm sure there's yeah. rules regarding what they can wear. Why is this even a scene besides, again, this is a machine saying, this is fun thing. Make <laughs> them wear lots of hats. <laughs> Dunstan checks in now. <laughs> it's so stupid. So, But it's also one of the only good parts of the movie. So then the some other time, Mr. Machado goes to the racetrack owner and says, I got a horse I want you to put in. He's like, all right, hell yeah, Mr. Hector Machado. Who is it? He says, Thunder Jam. And then he says, oh, she, no, no, hell no, no, no. no to Thunder Jam. Yeah. And then Mr. He's, Machado. You owe me this just one time. He says, I trained him. I trained him myself. And the guy's no. like, no, okay, okay. <laughs> and then Mr. Machado seals the deal when he says he's ready to run and we have a title but jacob forgot the title at this point so he did not react when i reacted and was just very confused uh so then simultaneously while the we learn that thunder jam's going to be in the race Corey's hanging out with moody and she's like why are you always listening to music that's dangerous because he's riding the horses with headphones on and he says that I have to listen to music to get into the rhythm with the horse. 
and he yeah. listens to different kinds of music seemingly with different beats like per Led minute zeppelin or something yeah or four zeppelin. different so if the horse is galloping he'll listen to zeppelin if it's trotting i think he said he listened to pearl jam and stuff like that and then Corey puts on the headphones and we hear neither none of those bands it's, it's but a we hear song made specifically yeah, for a song this that has the words ready to run in it yeah. again jacob did not pick I up know, on that so I... he said is this a real song <laughs> I mean, sure, it is a real song, and the fact that it is a song that exists, but it is made for the express purpose the of uh, making me roll my eyes while we, watching we do, this we movie. We do hear it two or three times throughout the throughout the movie. So we learn, or the team learns, that Thunder Jam in this upcoming race is going to be racing against Cyclone, yeah, the evil white horse of evil white man, Mr. Karras. <laughs> so they're kind of watching some tape. Because I guess that's maybe something that jockeys do is watch tape of previous races with rival horses to and know what they do and when you know. can cut around them. I don't yeah, feel like there I, can I, be I, that I, much strategy. Not I, that I'm trying to belittle the sport of horse racing. And then Corey asks Mr. Machado, because she's noticed some of these little side conversations he's had with Mr. Garrison. What's their history? And he says, well, I worked for him, but hey, he had really good horses at the time, but we had a difference of opinion, so we broke up. And then Corey's like, no, really, what happened? Oh, and he and this says, is when shit gets dark. He says, oh, well, I was helped training a horse, and I saw that the horse had a like a hot foot or no. some kind of horse term where it was bad. And the vet was checking him out, and it sounded like with pressure from Mr. Garris, the vet ignored the injury for the horse. No. And said it was okay to race. And what did you know when the horse was racing? He jumped over the rail and something bad happened with the jockey. And this is where Corey says, oh, my dad was racing. My dad was riding that horse. And it started out the way the story he was telling. He's like, yeah, oh, shucks. You know, kind of like <laughs> chuckling a bit. And then it ends with the father. <laughs> That's how your dad died. Oh, shit. And at this point, the movie has lasted a little longer than we probably have rushed through aspects of it. But, like, the dad being dead was such a small part. Yeah. And it's like, oh, yeah, her dad died as a horse jockey. Be so, so yes, Mr. Garris. So, yeah, killed. really crank up how evil he is that he indirectly or helped influence something that led to her father's death. <laughs> yeah. And she never, she, that never really clicks for her. Like this could well, have been like a revenge thing. Because this movie thing. is so bad that it's not even really that impactful. That you actually pointed out to me, he's like, "Oh shit, that means Mr. Garris basically caused her dad's death." And I'm like, "Oh yeah, I didn't <laughs> think of that." Shucks, yeah. man. It, it could have it could have turned into like a whole revenge kind of thing. Like I want to win, you know. I let me race, yeah. let me win. I mean, I want to win for my dad's honor. But know? it's not really her motivation. She just wants to be a jockey. And we don't even learn why she wants to be a jockey. She just wants to be a jockey. I, we don't hear anything like, oh, the the wind blowing through my hair. You just feel so alive. And, 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 I don't and, think we get any of that. And, and we don't know when the dad died, but it must not have been too long ago because her brother is not that old. Yeah, and it's not a situation. Well, yeah, it's... Like it's not, they don't... So they're taking pages for freaking Rip Girl, <laughs> but they're not taking even... The most basic thing is because we at least know why Sydney wants to surf. It's because no. she wants to be more active in her life. And she wants to connect with her her mother who is dead. But she was so young, she doesn't know how her mom died. And no. she learns that she was a surfer, so that's why she wants to start surfing. This, she doesn't know how her dad died, even though it couldn't Until have been that now. long ago. Until literally just now, this is how... And it's not like her dad dying as a jockey is what she is saying she wants to be a jockey for. It's just... She wants to be a jockey. We don't know why or it doesn't matter. And her dad died. And for some reason, she doesn't know. Because she's also 14-ish, maybe. And the brother's she would have like been at five. An, she would have been maybe. at an age where her mom would have been able to tell her, I think, realistically, she would have felt good enough to tell her how her dad died. She was probably died. at the race when her dad died. I Yeah, it's... The, we just had, I just had, I just had an epiphany opening. about how extra bad this movie yeah, this is. This whole revelation just opened so many more questions. Yeah. We need answers. <sighs> Anyways, uh, the day of the race, Thunder Jam's first race, Mr. Garris is pissed that they're using his horse because he sold it for a bag of peanuts. And he wasn't doing anything with Thunder Jam, but he didn't think they would be able to do anything with him. So he's no. kind of ticked off about that. And Thunder Jam is scared of Cyclone, where we get some lines from Cyclone that is like, 
remember me, motherfucker? <laughs> More or less. And he's like, I'm going to get you out there. And it's like, hmm, how could horses really get at each other? But we'll learn kind of how. Yeah. Corey uh, convinces him, despite his fear, to race. And at the line... Thunderjam is still too scared. He is freaking out. Moody's not really noticing this because he's jamming out with his headset on no. top of the horse. No. And spur of the moment, gates are about to open. Corey pulls down the headphones off of Moody's head no. and onto Thunderjam. And no. shit, man, we get the, the best Blues Traveler song or the best Blues Traveler knockoff to of. play. Yeah. And Thunderjam is it's off to the races. And he's, he's ready to run. He, fucking a dog. Uh, he is too. He's booking. Yep, he's doing really well. And they're but like the last stretch. Like they're taking around that yeah, last. They're nearing the turn. finish line, which doesn't come as quick as you would think. Because again, it seems like they do at least three laps of yeah, this racetrack. A lot, a lot of turns. But they're reaching the the finish line, and then Cyclone says, says something sinister. Yeah, and. We don't Watch really know what or, happens. No, I, I, was, I was gonna say at first when I saw it, I thought like the jockey or the horse kind of pushed TJ or something. No, there's something no evil humans happened. in this besides no, Mr. Garris. It's no, only that, evil horses. That didn't happen. We rewinded it. We heard Cyclone say something, and then as Cyclone was passing or like out of frame, we there's like, a lot of give. awkward cuts. One of them is of Cyclone's foot. The other is of TJ's foot. I think so. It's implied I th- so, that Cyclone somehow trips. Thunder Jam, which would seem like it could easily damage Cyclone as well. But what it is, is they don't want to create an actual horse accident or injury. So they just had to try to create an editing and did a a terrible job of it. And and this is another part of the movie, the the actual racing of the horses. The footage is good. Um, Yeah, I'm sure there's crews out there that specialize in kind of horse videography or something. So they must have brought those on because it's... When you're having a horse racing movie and there's action scenes taking place at a race, you want to have good footage of the horses, and they do. Yeah. So that's one uh, one point in one point. Ready to Run's favor. So Cyclone wins the race. TJ gets last or second to last place. Does very poorly. He's injured, but it's not serious. So I don't even know why they brought up that he was injured. They could have just been like, oh, he tripped, and then that's why he didn't win. But he's yeah. going to be able to race again, so not a big deal. Corey's kind of tending to him and then has a mildly sweet moment where she gets him to, she's talking to him, telling him to lay down, and then she's laying down with him. And the mom is watching all of this and she's like, Oh, Dios mio! She has the horse sense. Uh, So that's dumb. So they're back on their feet, literally. They're back to racing. And then we get a, a sequence of music listening because. Corey is trying off different songs to see which one Thunder Jam likes the most. Yep, and Thunder yep. Jam is jamming out, headbanging his horse head to the music. So we get seg- segments of that mixed with races. They're winning the races. People are even holding up Thunder Jam signs, which there's yeah, is not something like, I think that happens no, at horse I, races. I've never seen it. They're not like, Thunder Jam 316 <laughs> says I kicked your ass. <laughs> So on top of like yeah the, the cutscenes of we of us seeing him cross the finish line, there are also like papers and like they, they extra extra read all about and Thunder like, Jam blowing up the racetrack and like the papers gradually like get more important. Like it was in like the USA Today or something. No, I missed all of that. So then there's a stable wide shindig to celebrate how good Thunder Jam is doing. Yeah. Get a fun little or a nice little moment with Mom and Mr. Machado. They're dancing. For some reason, Mr. Garris is invited to this event, even though I don't think he would be invested in the stable or Thunder Jam. But we'll kind of see why he's there. Like, uh, another little, like, sinister plot that could have been plugged in is the fact that maybe he still had the papers on Thunder Jam, and and it's his horse. He wants him now that he's successful. It could have been, like, the end of Air Bud, where they have disputed ownership, and then Thunder Jam, who do you want to go with? Me or Corey? And then, of course, it picks Corey. They could have, yeah. But But there's a a special announcement at the party where some random old guy who I guess is important horse racing person comes up to say, I got a special announcement. I've entered... Thunder Jam in a race. Yeah. What race is it? Gold. Uh, we're here without him in the Kentucky Derby. You know, he makes a gold rush, whatever. It's a gold rush gold derby. Rush derby. 
the it's a half a million dollar tournament. Yeah, not I mean, tournament it was a lot race. Of money. And then Mr. Garris gets pissed. He's like, "That's for real horses, whatever." What the fuck is this? And his lackey's like, "It's okay. Cyclones beat him. Cyclone will beat him again." So apparently, Cyclone is in the Gold Rush Derby. Yeah. But Mr. Garris is pissed enough, and he is trying to take matters into his own hands. That he's thinking, "I'm gonna just cut." Thunder Jam out right now. Yeah. So he was walking into the barn. We see him light a cigar very sinisterly. Hmm. What's going to happen besides that? He's a villain, so he has to smoke a cigar. This would have been a perfect time, too, for his lackey, too, to actually have some purpose in the film. Yeah, the lackey could have done this. But while this is happening, we cut back to Moody and Corey, who kind of hanging out in this being a decom i just assumed there was gonna be maybe some forced love thing where they kiss at the end that doesn't happen no but they're just kind of having kisses the horse (laughs) (laughs) but they're just having a fun little moment where they're talking and they're excited about the race and he says well don't you think you should be the jockey he's your horse and all and Corey's like "Mm, uh, i don't know but then she stops because she has a feeling or something well first she says hey I can talk to horses. And then Moody says, cool, I talk to my hamster. In English? Maybe that's what the that No, she just says, did he talk back? And he's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> You're crazy. And that's that's when her horse sense tingles. Because back in the barn. It's burning down. Mr. Garris had left his lit cigar behind in some hay. No. And it's burning up the stable just like a... Ralph Cifarello, I believe that's his name, did in The Sopranos, where he burned down the stable with Tony Soprano's horse. And Tony got very mad. (laughs) I would have watched uh, this movie if it was just uh, about Tony Soprano owning a horse. And that's basically uh, The Sopranos season four is Tony owns a horse. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, uh, Moody and... Corey are the only ones to react, even though they're yelling that there's a fire. They're the only one that yells, there's a fire in the barn. Yeah, they're the only ones that get there. They're Corey's leading some horses out. out. Yeah. Uh, Moody is specifically dealing with trying to help Thunder Jam. Because his blanket, you know, that covers the horses to keep them warm or whatever, is on fire. Whatever. So he's kind of stupidly, I don't know, trying to pat it. And then he gets it off. But in the process, he has burned his hands. Fourth degree burns. Yes, his hands are gone. They're just stumps. It's just bone and charred bones where his hands used to be. He'll never do lassos and horse tricks again. The horses all get out. Everybody's fine. The only casualty is his hands. So this forces a situation where who's going to be the jockey? Because we didn't mention, but the horse race is like the day after the day of the party or like the next day. So there's no preparation time. No. So mom's like, no, Corey, you can't be the racer or the yeah. jockey. Yeah. And grandma says, she was born for this. She got the horses. <laughs> and then Corey had run off. And like, that's all it took is the mom's like, shit, she does have the horse sense. <laughs> so she goes and tracks down Corey. And as far as decom make good parent moments, this is the absolute worst. Because <laughs> all she is like is, well, your dad used to ride horses. And he had the horse sense, and you like horses, and you have the horse sense, so, like, I guess I have to let you jockey. I guess I have to let you ride the horse. Yeah, and, and like you just said, too, like, like a lot of decoms have that father-mother-to-daughter or whatever-to-son, you know, kind of moment, you know, like, kind of, like, heart-wrenching, you know. It's not that uh, Corey was kind of a shitty, not, like, the shittiest decom daughter, but she kind of went behind her mom's back, got a whole fucking horse. That's true. And... She doesn't really earn this. It's just, well, shit, you got this genetically passed down gift. I'm your help. I'm your mom. I'm helpless to do anything. I have to let you do this. Even though as far as her wanting to be a jockey is such a non-issue as far as being fleshed out that it's my whole fiber of my being is I want to be a jockey and I can't tell you why. It's just whatever. She was going to be a jockey. She was going to ride the fucking horse at some point. This is how we get there. She hands off the mom, hands off the dad's old uniform that I guess was not bloodstained <laughs> from his death <laughs> or something. <laughs> so she's like, oh, we thought she said dad socks. Yeah, and then we're uh, like, what? what? We thought too. <laughs> Sick, mom. Thanks for the socks. But it's... It's everything. It's, yeah, it's, it's a real actual get up. So maybe that's the thing. Maybe that's what the jockey uniform is called or socks. socks. I don't know. I do not care enough to look up the terminology of horse racing so the whole crew including the family make a road trip to santa clarita for the 
Gold Rush Derby. The horse is pumped for the the ride. Then after he got there, then he complained about it. Yeah, it's a very... Uh... He said there were 1,002 potholes, not including the ones that he didn't hit. So some cutting commentary about, yeah. hey, maybe we should treat horses better and not having them be in trailers, but racing them is fine. Yeah, and then <laughs> killing them afterwards if they lose. So they get to the race. Oh, it's so exciting. They're getting ready to line up and then over the intercoms. Oh, uh, just coming in. Uh, Thunder Jam will not be allowed to use his trademark headphones. And people are pissed yeah. because they've invested all this money into these these the yellow headphones. Because, yeah, we didn't describe ears. Moody's headphones who become Thunder Jam's headphones are, yeah, kind of a fluorescent Iconic. yellow green. Yeah. And then other people have created their own with horse ears on top of them. Yes. So they're wearing these headbands in the audience. They also have Thunder Jam signs. Yes. They're, the announcer is reading out and they're going, what? In between what he's saying. <laughs> oh. uh, so they're not happy. And he's like, yeah, well, uh, Mr. Machado goes up. And he's like, dude, what the fuck? And he's no. like, well, Mr. Garris, you know, put in a grievance. These are the rules. A dog, a dog can play basketball and a horse can't have headphones They on. try to explain why the rule was there. It was like, yeah, just electronics aren't allowed by the rule. And Hector's- It was to not allow, like, uh, extra, not performance, but kind of... I- you could see if a horse is trained to like run towards like a light or something and then they oh, set up an LED light. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of understandable, but again, it's basically a beat for beat plot point from another DCOM of Miracle in Lane 2 because yeah. this movie is just a hodgepodge of not necessarily bad, but just a lot of ideas, yeah. some, some of them bad, into a single movie. So this, you know, eventually they don't get to use the headphones, but they have a workaround kind of, which I think would still violate the fucking rules, but yeah. we'll get to that. So he can't use his headphones. So, oh no. So Corey, who is the jockey for this race, asks Thunder Jam, hey, do you still want to race? Because I know you're scared. And it's like, no, I'll do it. And here you're thinking, oh, this is Thunder Jam's arc. He's overcoming his fears. He's getting rid of his crutch that he's going to be able to show that he can win a race just on his own. Him and Corey, they're going to win it all. So the race starts, but Thunder Jam, he doesn't hang out at the gate. But he's doing bad. Bad. Really bad. He's like in last place. Kind of just trotting along. Yeah, he's trailing behind. And we can mention here, because Sinbad featured prominently in the cast listing, but does not feature prominently in this movie, but we get a little bit more of him back at the ranch, or not the ranch, the stable. Yeah. There are a couple dumb scenes cut in with all this action of... Or a goat. Was it a goat? It was a sheep. Sheep. A sheep is letting him out of his... Yes. So Sinbad's like, hey, sheep, get us out of here. We got to go watch the telly. And it's just, it's like Babe. They must have... Babe, I think, probably came out a couple of years before this. So definitely... Gordy, though. That was after Gordy. Yeah. <laughs> Disney probably was more uh, taking a page from Gordy. I can't remember. Babe or Gordy. One of them was made by Disney. I just know. I don't know which, though. But yeah, it's... uh. It involves the sheep, and I'm just going to go out on a limb and say that it's bad. Oh, that's a good one. <laughs> Thank you. So, back to the race. Thunder Jam's struggling. Sinbad is back home being like, I knew Thunder Jam would fucking blow it. Uh, but Moody is also disappointed. But then, hey, I have an idea. Ding, ding. He slips off. Where does he slip off to? The announcer's table. Because the announcer has a live mic because he's... Oh, but it Thunder Jam is running around. And he just starts unplugging shit, and he's plugging in his aux cord into the. No, he doesn't even do that. He has headphones, not Thunder Jam's headphones. He just has regular headphones because aux cords weren't a thing in yes, fucking the yeah, year two thousand. So what yeah. he does is he has big earbud or not big ear- earphones, so like really yeah. big poofy ones. Buy the microphone, and they just have the microphone. Is, is, that, is that what it was? I thought yes. he was plugging stuff into it. I think he was plugging stuff into his CD player. Oh, maybe. And so that's how the volume is getting to the mic to then play the song for okay. Thunder Jam, okay. which again still it, would it probably be a so violation yeah. of the rule because yeah. it's an electronic device helping him. But everybody's fucking marking <laughs> out. They're so happy. <laughs> he, he goes from blast to. You know, he's, it's he's not even realistic, really, that he could make up that much no, ground. I, I was thinking that too because they were they were on like I don't know, probably like the second or third turn, and he's he was last, and now he's like in the middle of the pack. He's fighting to to get around and up to Cyclone is leading the way. Yeah, and wouldn't you know it? 
They win. Bingo. Hey, he, big he, surprise. He, he and got around Cyclones block they'd watched for in the in the tape or whatever. And as, it's not even around. a good message because he doesn't overcome the challenge. No. He still relies on his crutch to get him through it. It's not no. a we were earlier talking about how uh, a different Disney, kind of Disney-owned movie, Spider-Man Homecoming. Yeah. There's a part where uh, Peter Parker, Spider-Man, is using the Iron Man spider suit, and he's so reliant on the suit, and then he gets it taken away. And the final climax, the final encounter he has at the end of the movie, he has to use his old suit. He has to just use it on his own, and he overcomes that challenge. Weird similarity that we were talking about that yeah. had the parallel to this movie and they learn nothing. Thunder Jam gets the win. He didn't really... Well, maybe he cheated to win. But he doesn't grow at all. Because nobody grows in this movie. There's no growth. They did get. They grew their bank accounts by $500,000. That's true. But Corey gets to be a jockey. We don't know why she wants to be a jockey. We don't know... What's his name becomes a DJ. Well, you DJ it. Moody. So, Next yeah. Table, we can just get to that. Really, the only other good part about this movie is the end not just because it's the end of the movie. Uh, but so we see the family is using their money from the race to build a new house, a new house which yeah. is for whatever reason, still right next to the stable. They didn't want to use their money to move a little bit farther away. No, we get one last not. call back to the grandma with her toothpicks because the little brother who we've basically not talked about at all because he's not been in this movie other than putting underwear on his head says, this must, this house must have cost a lot of toothpicks. <laughs> and it's, all right, you earned your money. <laughs> See you in five years when you star in one of these oh, movies. No, and then know. we cut to down by the stable. We see Moody in a cowboy hat and some like more belt buckle now. flamboyant. He, he must have got paid somehow. Cowboy too. Well, I, I, mean, I, I guess he was winning money from all those races leading up yeah. to it. But he has a... He's spinning. He's got a full DJ deck in front of him. No, he's got two no. records. He's scratching along. The and horses are all trotting along to the music. They're I guess. To dance and stuff. He's like stepping back. And, and then Thunder Jam comes out and he starts like kind of rapping. And then the movie kind of just and fizzles out with that of Thunder Jam being like, here I go, dude, yeah, that's the me. And then it's like, that's the end of the movie. <laughs> Thanks for watching. We didn't we didn't get anything with the mother and um, Hector. We didn't No, get... not really any payoff with that. No. I'm sure they hook up, but we need that. For... You know, we didn't we didn't get a That's for a ready to run. Oh no. <laughs> no. So we give a lot of DCOM endings crap for ending They're abruptly freeze or freeze or... frames but quite yeah. honestly this was the worst ending of anyone because before this before I, they cut I to have to agree before they cut to them being at the house they're they win the race they're by thunder yeah. jam somebody He's takes their picture and then it the horse, fades out from the picture in a frame to them at the house they could have just freeze framed picture the that's the end of the fucking movie but that like this okay. weird I mean, I love that we see DJ Moody, <laughs> which isn't even a bad DJ name. He doesn't even no, really need to change anything. I like that. But just that, like that, it's just like a wet fart, just balloon, like a balloon's last breath. Yeah, just the uh, limping over the finish line. <laughs> All right, that's fucking ready to run, and that's what we say. Fucking, that's ready to ready run. Ready to run. That's a wrap. So this is, I would say. Somewhat momentous in that I might say this is the worst decom wow. we've watched so far now. Wow. I enjoy Johnny Tsunami more than this. And You Lucky been. Dog is possibly as bad as this, but people may not remember our discussion of You Lucky Dog that much because it was a fair bit ago. But the ending of You Lucky Dog... He has a whole bunch of dogs. Well, no, the, they have the fucking court case. It ends in a court battle, and the dog almost gets shot because one of the family members takes out a gun. <laughs> yes, it's a completely ridiculous last oh, 15 no. minutes that this movie doesn't have. It doesn't have a ridiculous that. payoff other than DJ Moody. But everything else, I like Moody. He was kind of a fun character. The mom and Mr. Machado were okay. No. I hated, we didn't really even go into it too much, but... A lot of voiceover with the animals of Thunder Jam talking a lot. It's completely obnoxious. I hated it. 
I didn't like Corey. I thought she was not a very good actress. Not, yeah, not and a good that, actress. I agree there. I don't know if it's just the way her character was written or just her portrayal, but she did not make me like Corey very much. No. And it's a decom, but even other decoms go far enough to establish reasonable motivations for characters. And we've kind of beat a dead horse uh, at this wow. point. But she wanted to be a jockey because she wanted to be a jockey. And that's all there was. Like you said, all, all it could have been, been was I wanted to. Like her dad. Yes, I exactly. Like I want to connect to my dad because I didn't know him that well. But they didn't even do that. It's no, just, I want to be a fucking jockey. They missed. There's there was a lot of potential for this movie to be a whole lot better. Yep, so I'm not. But I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna cry myself to sleep over what could have been with Ready to Run because it's just a a speed bump on our long journey. Hopefully, this is the the biggest pothole on our okay. road ahead. This is, this is number, this is 1002. That, yeah, hopefully this oh, is the worst no. one we have, but somehow I don't know if we can guarantee that. No, of all the movies that we've watched, I've pretty much to some degree remembered them. So either I maybe saw this movie once or just completely blocked it from my memory. And but also depending on what we watch, they're all roughly 90 minutes in length. Yeah. They all kind of go fast for me in the sense that yes, I am taking likewise. notes that, you know, helps them move along. Yeah. But this you said... dragged on, yes. dragged on. I was like, how far are we in? Oh, there's still a half an hour left. And then it was at that point where I'm like, you know, where's the conflict? And I think that's maybe where the fire... No, I didn't think that's when the fire happened. Something had happened to at that yeah. point. I was like, Jesus. Yeah, it was one where it felt more like homework to do than any other episode. And again, We're it wasn't... There. It wasn't fun to, it's not a fun hate watch. It's not good, bad or anything. It's, You Lucky Dog was very close to what this movie was if it didn't have the ridiculous ending. But this was just kind of nothing really to enjoy from beginning to end. Moody. Yeah, I'm moody about this whole movie. (laughs) I think that's all of our final thoughts, really. Yeah, that's good. So... That's enough. That's us. We're it's we're a whole new pod. Whole new uh, pod. If you want to cheer us up, there are better. You can episodes. write us if you want to cheer us up from this doldrum, this pit of deep depression that Ready to Run has put us in. <laughs> Not since the likes of Johnny Tsunami, <laughs> but I at least will say I think this episode should be better than the Johnny Tsunami episode. Uh, audio wise, I think I don't even know if that was an audio episode. It just I don't think I felt very comedic that episode, but I think we had good stuff here. But if you want to write and say that I'm wrong, Johnny Tsunami is the best decom. Johnny <laughs> Tsunami was our best episode. Wow. And this episode wasn't very funny. You can write us at a whole new pod at gmail.com. Follow us at Twitter at a whole new pod, all one word. I point to Jacob. You can follow me on Twitter and watch my tweets about sports at Jacob underscore Telejohn, J-A-C-O-B underscore T-E-L-L-I-J-O-H-N. I like the the do you watch tweets? <laughs> Is that what watch, you do, Grandpa? I, I'm out there. What are you? Get off your phone. You watching the Twitter? <laughs> you reading the Facebook? All right. Jeez. So uh, follow us on Spotify. Yeah. Rate us on. It's Apple Podcasts generally, but actually for Windows users like myself, where I use that to update my iPhone. Yeah. Not with podcasts, though. But iTunes still exists on the Windows platform. So we okay. can kind of still say. Rate us, review us on iTunes. If you are Sinbad, we're sorry you're in such a I'm not. If you're Sinbad, (laughs) fucking die. (laughs) Sinbad, you're dead to Cut it. End it. What has Sinbad done of worth in this world? Jeez. The shot's fired. I think, uh... He's pissed. The only way we can go out with is, uh, something from a classic Sinbad movie, which is... Put the cookie down! <laughs> oh boy.
singers and models. Anyone in particular? Um, Madonna and Paula Abdul. Really? That's a good choice. And Dwayne, I was wondering, what fashion trends do you follow? Well, I usually look in magazines or uh, see what the kids at school are wearing. Dwayne!